You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 90. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It. My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. The show notes for this week's episode are available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. If you would like to connect with me on social media, I am on Twitter and Instagram at TiffSouth, and that's Tiff with two Fs. You can also follow the show's account at how does underscore she do it at both or on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you are listening to this episode and you are on social media, take a screenshot of you listening to the episode and put it in your stories on IG and I will repost your story and shout you out and thank you in advance for doing so. And I also want to say thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers, all of the people. It is much appreciated. That helps get the podcast out there. And also thank you for your five-star ratings and reviews. If you have not had a chance to do so, you can search in the Apple Podcast app for the podcast. And once you tap the artwork, you can scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can leave a rating and review there. And these are really valuable because it helps in the Apple Podcast app show both Apple and other people who are looking at podcasts that this is a show that you all love and that you all appreciate. So I appreciate you for doing that in advance. And now uh, let's get on with this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending accountability. I, well, it's the beginning of the year, right? As of this recording, I should say. It's January of 2019, and it's the time of the year where a lot of people have set New Year's resolutions. They've set goals for 2019, and statistically, actually, as of this recording, it's January 15th, people have already started to fall off of the the goals and the plan and the path that they set for themselves. And so, I am recommending that if you do not currently have any accountability partners in your life, get you some. I signed up for a fitness training for with one of my friends from undergrad and a couple of my line sisters. And so we are all in this group and we are all, we all have these workout plans. We have to track our eating and I have never kept track of my eating. But now just knowing that there are people between my trainer and my line sisters who are going to be checking with me, who are going to be asking me what I've been eating, how I've been working out, what, I've been, what have I been working on, I am now more incentivized to pay attention and to do those things and to make sure that I am not making decisions that I now have to get checked for later if the decision wasn't a good one. So 
I highly recommend that you get you some accountability in your life for whatever it is that you have set out to do for whatever the thing is that you hope to work on. Do not fall into the category of people who start out the year on this inspiration high and then by February have already relegated the year over or have already decided that they are no it's their goals are no longer worth pursuing. Their resolutions are no longer important to them. And in the last episodes of 2018, I talked about a few different strategies that will really be helpful in making sure that you can make this year a productive year, that you can make this year one that actually shows the end result of the goals that you set for yourself. So I'm recommending accountability. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. In episode 89, I shared my word for the year, which is surrender. And along with the word surrender, I've come up with somewhat of a phrase or an affirmation that reads, surrender and produce where you are planted. And last week, I was thinking about producing and planting and things like that. And I wanted to add, produce good fruit where you are planted, just because nobody wants unripe fruit or fruit that they can't do anything with, right? So I want to make sure that I'm producing things that are useful and valuable to people. So anyway, just to give you a quick recap of what I talked about in episode 89, if you have not had a chance to listen to that episode, please go back and listen. But I talked about balancing intention with surrender and the importance of seeking God first as our default in all things that we do. And I shared four ways to balance surrender with intention, and they were be still before God, be observant, be self-aware, and be active. And I forgot to mention this last week, but we are in the midst now of a series called Value in Vision. And I realized, again, because it's January as of this recording, this is the time of year where people are looking to the future. People are optimistic. People are hopeful. There's all this high energy and motivation and all these things. And there's a lot of value in that. But when I was thinking about vision and thinking about some of the things that sometimes inhibit us from actually making our vision a reality, I wanted to talk about the topic for today, which is leveraging your past for your future success. And Along those lines, when I'm thinking about, when I'm talking about vision in this sense, I'm not talking about necessarily the vision that we have for ourselves in our future, but I'm talking about the way that we actually look at and the vision with which we view our past experiences. So I mentioned earlier, or maybe not in this episode, but in another episode that I'm reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. And in the book, I was reading the chapter today that was about the importance of environmental cues when it comes to habit formation, habit breaking, or addiction, and, any, and things like that. And he wrote something that was related to environments, but was so profound in the bigger picture of vision. It said, a small change in what you see can lead to a big shift in what you do. I'll read it again. A small change in what you see can lead to a big shift in what you do. And again, he was talking about the importance of physical environmental cues and seeing things with your eyes. But 
when I read it, I was like, oh my goodness, what a powerful statement about the vision that we see for ourselves and the way that we view ourselves, the way that we view our past experiences, the way that we look into our future, right? And if your vision of yourself or if your vision of your past is rooted in limited beliefs, it's rooted in negativity, if it's rooted in pain, it will impact what you are able to do. But a shift in how you see your past, a shift in how you see your present, a shift in how you look towards your future, that can lead to a shift in what you actually do in how you show up. And so what I want to talk about today, I want to talk about leveraging how you see your past for your future success. And so many of us have to shift and adjust the vision that we use and the way that we look at our past experiences, present company included, because there are still things from my past that haunt me, that hurt me even to this day. And if I am still hurt by and am still viscerally reacting to things that have happened to me in my past, I am not going to be able to use those things to apply them forward to my present and to my future. And so when I talk about adjusting your vision, when I talk about how you need to adjust what you see and how you see, what am I saying? Our vision and the way that we view our experiences can keep us stuck. And when you're stuck, your forward movement is inhibited. When you're stuck, you have difficulty making forward progress. And if you are looking at your experiences through this clouded lens, through this scope of negativity, then you will not be able to fulfill all of the things that God has for you because the way that he sees us as his cre as in his image, as created in his image, he sees us as powerful beyond measure. Why? Because if we believe in Christ and Christ lives in us and Christ is the son of God, therefore we have the power of God living within us. That means we have the ability. We are not God. We can't do the thing. We can't create things in the way that God can, but we have the power to overcome things that otherwise would keep us like keep our feet planted to the ground. Right. We have the ability to move mountains. Jesus says in, I forget what, what passage is in, but if you say to this mountain, move, this mountain will move. And that means that the power of our faith, the power of our words, the power of the way that we, we adjust and, per, and put perspective around our experiences has the ability to inform the way we show up. But if we do not properly view our past, if we do not properly learn to leverage the lessons in our experiences, then we will not be able to take advantage of those things that move us towards our future. One thing that I know to be true is that your negative experiences help inform and build you up for the things that you are called and destined to do in the same way that your positive experiences do that. The challenge is we are often too hurt or too 
worn down or too we or living in unresolved emotions and unresolved experiences to take advantage of those things. So what I want to talk about today is really making sure that you understand the power of because if you've set these goals for yourself in 2019, but there are things from 2018 that you haven't gotten over. If there are things from 2014, 2012, 2009, right? 1980, right? Like if there are things that have happened that far back in your past that you have not yet come to grips with, how then can you be the best and fullest version of yourself? If, especially if those things that have happened to you directly impact the emotions, the resilience, the perspective that you, that you have and that you need in order to move forward. So for example, if part of my purpose in this world, which I know this to be true, is to address the negative emotions that women have related to abusive pasts, if that is part of my purpose on this earth and I have not yet faced the abuse of my past, I am therefore inhibited from living my purpose in my future. I don't know what the specific thing in your past, it might not be something related to trauma. It might be the way that you developed relationships and friendships with women. And that keeps you from developing better friendships with women in the present. That keeps you from serving as a productive friend and ministering to women in the future. Maybe you got uh, hung up on a negative work experience related to putting yourself out there for an opportunity and you didn't get it. And because you didn't get it, you internalized that rejection. And now that rejection is keeping you from putting yourself forward for bigger and better things that you know you should be called for. Right. Like if those are the things that if those negative experiences are still weighing down on you, you are not going to be able to show up the way that God needs you to show up today and tomorrow in the future. And I need you to be able to do those things. I need you in 2019 to make it a priority for yourself to address the challenges of your path, of your past to path from your past. <laughs> I need you to address those things so that you can be who you are designed to be. And so I, before I go into the, my, the tips for leveraging your past experience for your future success, I want to say this. Nothing that I am talking about is, to, is meant to diminish the reality of the hurt that many of us walk with every single day. None of what I'm saying is meant to imply that we have to forget where we have come from. On the contrary, we have to be very well informed and well versed on where we have come from so we can have such an intimate understanding of the details of our experience that we can find the blessings in all of it. The only way you can find the blessings of what you've been through is by taking a very clear and long and hard look at the experiences. Otherwise, we will be pushed by our experiences. We will be floating around in life, just moved by the things that have happened to us, as opposed to making sure that we are an active participant in the lessons and in the learning and in the healing and in the growth that is meant to happen from the things that hurt us. 
And again, this this applies to all types of experiences, but it is the truest and I think the deepest and the hardest to deal with when we talk about the things that have caused us deep pain. And the crazy thing is that so many of us are walking around hurt by things that we haven't even processed, that there are things, there are ways that we get triggered by the way somebody says something to us. Or there are things that we experience and we don't know why we have that reaction to that thing because we haven't taken the time to really think about, well, was there a time in my childhood that when I wanted something, someone told me I couldn't have it or that I wasn't good enough to get it? Was there a time where someone looked at me a certain way or someone made me feel a certain kind of way in a certain situation and now that's why in the present as a grown woman, I... I do the things that I do or I treat people the way that I do or why is this my defense mechanism why do I choose to use humor or sarcasm or meanness or all like why like all of those things you have to ask yourself those questions one of the things I talked about last week was being an objective observer of your of your experiences we have to step out of our experiences in order to be able to take a picture and look and say, okay, what happened here? So let's get into these tips for how you can leverage your past experiences for your future success. The first thing that you have to do is you have to accept what happened, not diminish, not justify, but we have to stop resisting the reality of whatever that situation was. If we, it's, we, I think, I don't want to say, I can't speak for everybody, but I know that many people, myself included, compartmentalizing is a really big and easy way to tuck away and hide and not address the things that we've dealt with. So you got your you know, your past life over here, your personal experience is here, work is over here, and everything is cut up into these nice, you know, neat boxes and compartments. The problem is, is those boxes start to fall apart. And I'm going to put a, a link to the sh in the show notes to my TEDx talk. But when you think you can pack these boxes and these compartments with all this information and all these experiences and keep everything separate, eventually, because we are meant to be whole, full beings, eventually those boxes will start to fall apart. Certain parts of your life will start to bleed into the others. The insecurities that you have in one area will start to show up in another area. And the way these things show up will be different for different people, even when the circumstances are similar, right? Because we're all built and designed very differently. But the reality is you have to work at making sure you understand and you accept what happened to you. And again, accepting is not diminishing, it's not excusing, it's not justifying, but it is what it is. There are some very real factual things that have that happened to me that I lived through that I spent the majority of my life fighting, denying, and resisting because I didn't want to confront the pain. My mother was a drug addict. My father was a drug addict. My stepfather was a drug addict. I was sexually abused. My mother gave legal guardianship of me and my younger brother over to my grandmother. And those things, those are just some of the things that happened to me, right? Those are real. 
And I had to confront and deal with those things before I could become the more full and whole woman that I am today. But I spent years compartmentalizing and resisting the fact that they happened to me. Now I know I'm not no victim and blah, 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 and was angry about it. And it's like, no, I'm actually, I'm not a victim, but I couldn't keep that attitude towards it in the way that I had before. So you have to accept what has happened to you before you can learn to see the value and the lessons in those things. The fact that those things happened to me, it isn't because I'm, I was born a bad person. It isn't because I deserve to have those things happen to me. But sometimes that's the way that we process these experiences. And if I believe that my mother left me because she didn't love me, which I did for years and which I now know to be not the truth. But if I continue to walk with that, even on a subconscious level, how could I show up fully and whole in this world? How could I really understand the love that God has for me by sending his son to die for me? How could I walk fully in that if I didn't embrace and accept those things that happened to me? The second thing that you can do to leverage your past for your future success is to adjust your lens. I talked about it a little bit earlier. You have to examine those experiences and you have to shift the narrative around what you see in your vision of your past. Adjust the scope with which you look at the events of your past. If you see everything through a victim's eyes, through blaming everyone else, through woe is me, through no one cares about, like how whatever that negative lens is that you look at any specific situation, if that's the way that you look at that thing, you will never see the benefit of it. And everything, we know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. That's a promise. That doesn't mean, oh, all things that happened to Keisha not me because my life was so hard. I could play the victim if I wanted to. I have a lot of things that happened to me that would make it very easy for me to play the victim, but that would be denying the opportunity that God has given me to show up fully in who I am and to use those things that have happened to me because they can be used for his good purposes. Right. And that's what you ha that's how you have that's how you leverage what has happened to you by remembering that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, and who are called according to his purpose. All things, not some not some things that happen to some people, all things adjust the lens with which you look at your past experiences. The third thing that you can do to leverage your experiences for your future success, acknowledge your capacity to grow and heal. Acknowledge your capacity to grow and heal. There was a season in my life where I almost prided myself on being really, not almost, I prided myself on being really tough, right? And I am still pretty tough. I cry a little bit more than I used to, but I prided myself on being defensive and being having this really hard exterior and I was hurting on the inside. I was angry a lot of the times, but I was in pain more times than not. And I did not believe that I could get past where I was. 
And so instead of believing I could get past where I was, I used it as used it as justification to be angry. And eventually I realized that through the help of therapy, through the help of prayer, that I was not limited by my past. And I used to say that to myself, right? There was a quote that I wrote in, I might have used it in my college application essay, never be bullied into silence, never allow yourself to be a victim, accept no one's definition of your life, define yourself. And I used to say that with this badge of armor, like, yeah, I'm never going to be bullied into silence. And yet I was silently in pain all the time. Right. And that was because I did not recognize I didn't give myself room to recognize that I could heal from where I was because I didn't see I wasn't ready to do that healing. But you have to acknowledge your capacity to grow. And again, I've had traumatic experience happen to me in my life, but these principles apply to all types of negative experiences. If you make a mistake in a presentation at work and you allow that mistake that may have gotten you reprimanded, it may have gotten you laughed at, whatever the case is, if you allow that mistake to solidify and keep you where you are, then you have not acknowledged your capacity to grow. So in trauma, this works, and in also more everyday things, because pain is pain, right? Even if it was caused by something that happens on a kind of recurring basis or not, not so dramatic or anything like that, pain is pain, but you have to acknowledge your capacity to grow and heal. And the fourth thing that you can do to leverage your past experiences for your future success is to articulate what you have gained. So after you have accepted what's happened, after you adjust your lens, after you acknowledge your capacity to grow and heal, now you can begin to understand and articulate what you've gained from your experience. The challenge is most of us don't spend enough time actually thinking about the experiences that we've had because we're just busy living life, right? Life is real. Life moves on. Something happens. I still got to get up the next day. I still have to do this. I still have to do that. I broke up with my ex almost three years ago. And I could have spent the last almost three years being very bitter about the experience and thinking about woe is me. Oh, I'm so, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I recognize that in this in this situation, there was things for there were things for me to learn. There were things that I needed to understand and gain about myself. But I had to actually take the time to sit and think through that thing. I had to be able to articulate what I have gained, or else I've not actually gained anything. If you can't spell out, if you can't show your work, right? Do you remember back in in junior high school? If you're given a formula and you're given a math problem and all you have on your paper is the answer to that math problem, but you can't show your work, how does the teacher know that you have gained the experience from and the understanding of the lesson if you do not show your work? I think that life is a lot like that, right? If I can't, if all I'm doing is going through life and all I have is results, but I can't tell someone else how I got there. I can't tell someone else what I learned along the way. I can't show you a process by which you can do these same things in your life. Then how, what, what more value, how, how am I adding value? 
again, this is true in all types of circumstances. You have to be able to show your worth. You have to articulate what you have gained or else have you really gained anything if you don't know what you've gained? I don't know. I'll leave that question to you. So I want to, again, I'm going to review the four tips to learning how to leverage your past experiences for future success. One, articulate what happened. Two, adjust your lens. Three, acknowledge your capacity to grow and heal. And four, articulate what you have gained. When you do these things, and you think about, it's, and it's not too late to do this. If the thing that you're thinking about as it relates to the topic of this episode happened five years ago, a year ago, a month ago, 20 years ago, it's not too late to get started. It is not too late to think through where you have been because there's a blessing on the other side of the growth that's going to happen for you. And some of this growth is going to come at a cost. It's going to come hard fought. It will be, it may involve tears. It may involve money for therapy. It may involve conversations with a pastor or friends or hard conversations with family. It can, it can involve or a supervisor or, you know, coworkers, old friends, a number of things. It's not going to be easy, but if you want to be, and if you're listening to this episode, you want to be the best version of yourself. You want to be who God has designed you to be. And if you are living under the weight of past experiences that you have not accepted, that you have not adjusted the way you see them, that you have not acknowledged your ability to grow and that you have not articulated what you have gained from those experiences, you will not be able to show up as fully as you are meant to. And that would be a shame because the world needs you. Somebody needs you in some capacity. I think about how, and this, I don't mean this to sound gassed, but the things that I have dealt with and that I have learned over the course of the last, I would say even four years of my life, if I did not fight for the growth that I have achieved today, I there are people who I would not be able to help. And when I know that I am called to show up and help in a certain way, and I have not done the work to make sure that I can live that out in the fullest way possible, then I'm not doing what God has designed me to do. And for me, I have a problem with that. And I would encourage you to get uncomfortable with not having dealt with the painful experiences of your past. Get uncomfortable knowing that underneath those layers of and walls of difficulties and challenges that you've had is a beautiful testimony that needs to be shared with someone. The world needs your healing. You need your healing. And with that, thank you for listening to episode 90 of How Does She Do It? This episode got a little deeper than I intended, but um, it is a blessing nonetheless. So I thank you for listening. Thank you in advance for sharing this episode with your community. And again, if you are on Instagram and you listen to the episode, take a screenshot, mention me in your story, and I will repost you. And I look forward to connecting with you in episode 91. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.